Well, welcome to the Nerd Sloth Podcast, where two lazy nerds talk about whatever they have the energy for. My name's Chris. I'm Joseph. Um, I have a really... Okay, jokes aside, I have a serious question for you. I don't feel like it's going to be that serious, but how do you ev- How do you evict birds? How do you evict, uh, how do you evict them? This isn't, th- this isn't a joke. Like, I'm not... I'm not like, you know, wait, waiting to give you like a, a snappy, funny, like, a, like hee-haw, slap your knee thing after you say, I don't know, how do you? No, I'm asking, like, seriously, how do you evict birds? It, like, is, is there a bird that's like invaded your property? Yeah, yeah. In what okay. sense? Okay, I mean, the, it, it's not okay. in the house. But for the last two days, there has been um, what I think is a robin. It's been outside my house, okay? And um, you've you've been in our basement before. We have those, like, windows that wrap around the outside of the basement. There's, like, two on one wall, two on another wall. And then there's that guest bedroom that um, goes past the stairs. And then there's a window in there. This freaking bird is just going to each window one by one and going tap, 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 and then flies off, comes to the next one, tap, 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 and just keeps doing it on repeat and like started yesterday at 5 a.m. Did it almost the entire day, stopped maybe about 5 p.m. So it's on like, it's doing 10 hour shifts, I guess. Um, I've even like run up and like tried to scare it away, like walk up and smack the window to scare it off and it'll scare off for 10 minutes or so, come back. And then it always come comes back and starts right at window one and goes in order. And I was like, I don't know, maybe today will be different. But uh, you know, make feel fool like out of me. That bird is somebody. Again. That bird is somebody's lookout, and they're trying to find a way into your house. <laughs> like, uh, I think this is a this has been trained by a master thief. Yeah, this bird's gonna help rob me, and I or don't know the bird's to, gonna rob you. I don't know what to do because it's like I can't go. I can't. I can't assault a bird, you know, like I I honestly don't know what to do in this instance. You got to leave him to his own devices. But he's driving me insane. I think it's a she. She's driving me nuts. I don't know what to do. Maybe Edgar Allan Poe was facing this. Like maybe this was his issue. Oh no, is that what the Raven was about? Yeah, except in your case, like, quoth the Robin, whatever. Dang, I never even thought about that. This raven just wouldn't leave that poor sad man alone. So no. <laughs> it, he got he got so bugged by it, he wrote a sad goth poem about this bird. Maybe that's Maybe that's my what fate. drove the bird away. So yeah, yeah. just write a sad goth poem about it and then just give it to him and he'll be so offended or she'll be so offended. You'll be yeah. like, okay, I should I leave also, this guy. I was also wondering... If there's like some kind of peace offering I could give it. So I'm like, do I uh, f- find a bait and tackle no. shop and get some worms or? No, then it's going to stay. Oh, yeah, that's a real That's going to make it way worse. That's a good point. Now I'm starting to wonder. Okay, do is it only crows that leave gifts or do other birds bring stuff? to people because mm. I've I have found a lot of peanuts in our backyard and I don't think they're growing there themselves. I also found a marble. So some bird has definitely been leaving gifts in my backyard. So now I'm wondering maybe this robin's like a spurned lover or something. <laughs> like what yeah, if this robin ma- was like lusting after me from afar, left me all these gifts and like maybe it's like a stalker kind of bird and now it's just like hey 
I, I brought you all that stuff. Like, come on, man. Uh, I don't, I don't like know. it. I, I don't like I don't like it either. Uh, maybe just um, I don't know. I don't know how you get birds away. Like I, I, I invite yeah. birds around my house, but they also don't tap on my windows. Like I have bird seed out there and I love when birds are around. But I usually do, too. I'm usually like, uh, oh, like I'll be like, Rochelle, oh, look at the pretty look at that bird. And she's like, oh, I love birds. And this one, we're just like, God, get away from us. Like, I can't call the police on this bird. If it's any consolation, robins are seasonal birds, so they it won't be there forever. I know, but this season just began. It just got warm for the first time well, ever. Ugh. Then uh, enjoy Everything's that. Everything's ruined. Everything's ruined. Maybe just put some padding on your windows. You can't hear the pecking. Maybe. Um, I did like, though, that I, I put this question in Discord about uh, the predicament with the robin, and someone immediately sent me a photo of um the joker beating robin to death with a crowbar <laughs> and but then someone else was like but then the robin will come back as a red hood <laughs> and, oh true 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 you know and i'm like oh yeah it's a real good point i don't i don't need that in my life this seems uh, it seems like a lose-lose situation for me is what i guess the moral yeah, of the story I, I think you're just gonna have to move honestly <laughs> i think that's my only option now is just yeah, moving just, away just, from all just the birds. Leave Minnesota. Yeah. Is there a place that doesn't have birds? Mm, Alaska? Do they have many birds? They got penguins, I bet. Yeah, but do they count? I, I don't. I don't know that. I mean, a penguin's not going to fly around and peck your window. Not, well, to, yeah, to that's, my knowledge. That's a, that's a real good point. That's a real good point, sir. All right, Alaska, it is. That's where I'm heading. Um, here's a question for you. Um, this is you just, already asked me a question. Okay, go on. Well, question just number one, two. Question number two. This is just one of those things that I was thinking about was like, if you were a supervillain, how would you, because I feel like supervillains always have really stupid plans. How would you go about capturing certain superheroes? Like, let's it would say- It depends on the superhero. Yeah, but I mean, okay, let's, let's say you're a supervillain and let's say um, Spider-Man's coming after you, okay? What is your supervillain ploy to stop Spider-Man? The supervillain ploy that, almost always works but they never capitalize on is taking someone hostage because then that hero has to sacrifice something most likely themselves and be captured in their place and then when they're already captured just finish them off like right there like right? that's where the villains never finish the job that's the problem like i'm not going to put talk. <laughs> I'm not going to put Spider-Man over like a pool of lava that's slowly like lowering him into it or something i'm <laughs> right? just going to i'm just going to drop him right in the lava <laughs> that I have at my disposal. Yeah, like <laughs> wouldn't that be wild if we saw like a? Uh, oh, maybe they've done this on. I haven't watched Harley Quinn. I, I that seems like a show that would do this though, of like tying the hero up and they're like waiting for the monologue and you just drop them right into the lava pit and they're dead. You know, they're just yeah. It just it just makes sense. Like that's what, like that's why you can't like. uh I mean, I get why they do it because it's not entertaining if they just kill heroes immediately. But yeah, it's if you're asking me personally, I'm just drop them in the lava. That's my master plan. Like, I don't need a plan past that. Like, nobody's surviving that unless they're like made of fire or something. And in, in which case, I'll drop them in a pool of water. <laughs> Wait, has anyone, has anyone ever tried to catch Spider-Man and like a like a, a big solo cup and just like maybe just yeah I'll just, I'll just put them in a jar with a, a little, little slit cup. in the top from the put them outside this these are the things I think about you know this is why I never get anything done yeah clearly 
Um, yeah. I've been playing a lot of board games lately, and I've been trying to like. Tell I've me been, about those. Like the last the last three weeks, I have played board games with different people, different groups of people, and it's been a lot of fun. It's been great getting back into that hobby because that's something I had. I have so many board games, but just never the group to do it. So I've instead of like always having people over, I've started going to friends' houses because they're a lot more likely to do things if I go over to them. It's like, hey, I'm going to come over to you and we're going to play something like, okay, that sounds good. You're kind of providing a service. I'm the traveling board game. Yeah. uh, Yeah. The bringer of the games. You're like DoorDash. You're, you're, but you're board dash. Yeah, board dash. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> like what I've learned from years of board gaming with people is you should always play the game yourself first, so that you know how to play. Especially if it's people who aren't as likely to understand rules uh, right away or something, because otherwise you're going to be learning together, and that is a huge that slows down the process tremendously if you're all trying to learn it at the same time. So play a game like solo if you're able to, or at least just like watch some videos, read through the rules, understand the game, because nothing kills fun faster than everybody looking in the rule book after every turn. I struggle learning rules because like I'll, I'm one of those people that like um, someone will hand me the rule book and I'll stare at it and I'm like legit trying to read it. But I I have such bad ADHD and I'm also um struggle with dyslexia so basically my eyes my eyes are just darting all around the thing and i'm not comprehending anything i'm looking at so i'm just kind of like i don't know 10 minutes will go by and then i'll just be like hand it to someone else and be like you read it. you read <laughs> me the rules um which usually ends up being my wife because it's usually just me and her because we're also in the same boat and that like nobody we have like nobody to play board games with occasionally we get like um someone over but Maybe I need to do board dash like you. I need to start dashing my boards around because we've got quite a few too and we've gotten yeah. more in the last couple months. I feel like you're onto something. Like uh, 10 uh, yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend like taking <laughs> board games to other friends houses that you already know how to play. That's like a blessing, not only for you but for them as well. Right. Do they provide you with snacks? Oh yeah, yeah. That's of, I guess that's okay. a trade off. Is they're feeding you? Good, good, good. Uh, they're providing a space to play in. You're just bringing the games. You're the guy who brings the six pack. Except instead of a six pack of beer, it's a six pack of board games to it's, play. Yeah, it's like a bag of six dice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can some you of tell the, me? I was just yeah, gonna ask go what some of them were. Some of the ones you've been yeah, yeah, playing lately. Exactly what I was about to say. I um, know. I was just trying to intro it for you. Yeah, you got it. Um, okay, so. The I, I played the Transformers deck building game, which was a lot of fun. I love the mechanics of that one because it's uh, instead of like having just a row you're buying cards off of. For anybody who's familiar with deck building games, you have a a full like matrix of cards, like depending on the number of players, like let's say it's like a 12 cards on there and they're all flipped face down. So you're kind of Moving around this board, since you're an Autobot and you go into your alt mode, your vehicle mode, you're kind of using your movement to move around this board to kind of figure out where you want to land. And once you are on the space, you can search it and then flip it over to see what it is. Sometimes it'll be equipment. 
which will be helpful for you. Sometimes it'll be a Decepticon that you have to fight off. And sometimes it'll be the boss of the uh, section you're on and you'll just have to also combat that. And so that's an interesting part of it because it makes the cards sort of like a board um, that you're moving around on. And I just thought that was mm. such an in- interesting concept. Plus, if you're a Transformers fan, like it's just fun to play around with those kind of like uh, characters. I haven't gotten the Autobot. I mean, I haven't gotten the Dinobots expansion or the uh, Rising Darkness, which is the expansion that you can play as Decepticons. But I do probably plan on picking those up um, if I continue playing this game. Do you ha- happen to know in the the Rise of Darkness one is Starscream an available character? By yes. Yeah, oh, that's one of the, yeah. You can play it. I off the top of my head, I know Megatron obviously, Starscream. Cool. Uh is it Shockwave, I think? Yeah. And I I think is Soundwave the one with the tapes? Yes. Okay. I think Soundwave also because you can also like some of his tapes or some of like the minions you can recruit also. Oh cool. So, it's really cool. It's a, it's an interesting concept like it's it gets a little like I don't know weird with the rules sometimes because it's not definitely don't try to learn through the instruction manual because that thing is like garbage it does not help you at all watch a video i had to watch a couple videos to really understand what was happening but once i did it flows pretty well Um, yeah that's like one of my biggest turnoffs from certain board games is when you like open a manual especially if it's like a really big one and it's almost like sometimes they can like it's good to have info, but sometimes they can overcomplicate it to such a degree that it bogs down the entire experience. And like by the time you finish reading everything, a you still don't understand how to apply what you read, and b it's taken so long that it just sucked all the energy out of it, and like now you don't even feel like playing the game. That's why. That's something I have to do alone because I'm not only if I'm around people and we're all trying to play or about to play a game, the last thing I want to do is try to learn it right then because then I'm feeling the pressure on me to learn this and pick this up because I know I'm the only one who's going to like want to read through the instructions because everybody else right. just default to a different game. So if I really want to play a game, I need to understand it first. And uh, that's not always easy with the instructions they come with. So there's some great videos out there. Um, not enough videos for some games, but you know, there's there's plenty of resources out there to learn. The problem with some of these games is that even in the rule book, if it'll s- describe a certain thing, it won't be accounting for certain situations that are bound to come up sometimes frequently. And that's where it's like, okay, you're explaining this part of the rule, but then there's this and this and this that tacks onto it that you're not even going over at all. So like, what do we do in this situation? And that's when it becomes like a, real like scramble to try to figure out like well i mean we could house rule it and just say this but then it kind of ruins the game because it's not playing it like they're intending but it's like you don't know what they're intending so that's a whole thing um another one i've been playing in that same vein is the uh, gi joe deck building game and that one's been a ton of fun like more fun than the transformers one and more fun than i really expected it to be like that is a really good deck building game how different is it like gameplay wise? Like, cause I just assume, cause I thought they were kind of the same game, but maybe just skin differently. But is the gameplay completely different? It's completely different. Yeah. Oh, like okay. instead of like traveling around a, a like matrix type board thing, you are uh, going on these different missions. And what I really like about that is you're, you're building your deck up. You're in, 
gathering new Joes or equipment or whatever, and you're fighting against the, at least in the initial game, the forces of Cobra. And what I enjoy about it is like the missions have very specific things where it's like, okay, this mission needs someone who has like a stealth skill and maybe martial arts skill or something. So you're going to want to like bring along your allies or your primary character who are proficient in those skills because you'll be able to roll more dice. That's the thing about it is like there's dice in this game that play a big role in it. And that's where it makes it a lot of fun. Uh, you have to like um, off of the, the the cards you're purchasing off of the line, you can get vehicles and stuff and you'll want to have those because you need to, the vehicles will have a certain amount of um, space in them. Like your initial Jeep has four spaces, so you can only bring along like essentially four cards, including your hero, if you want. And sometimes that'll be enough to solve like a, you know, a smaller mission. But sometimes you might want to bring like more so you'll have a better chance of succeeding on this mission. And or there are situations where it's like, okay, well, the vehicle I have is like a motorcycle, but it gives me these kind of bonuses. So I can take this one character who would be especially good at this mission and send him alone. And it just feels really good. Like, like it's definitely playing into the theme in a really great way that makes it very enjoyable to kind of put yourself in a situation where like, okay, how can I split up my my cards, my Joes to like succeed on all these missions on my turn uh, so that we're not like taking any kind of really negative repercussions from uh, whatever abilities these uh, missions have. Are there any games themed like with Toxic Crusaders that you know of? I don't I don't think unless it's like an older board game that would have come out like around that like time. Like when it was out? Yeah, I don't think there's any like modern ones. On that note, though, there is a modern like video game coming out. Yeah, I saw that. I'm really excited for that. It's very similar to the Ninja Turtles one uh-huh. that just came out. Uh, Shredder's Revenge, which was fantastic. You and I played through that real quick. Love yeah, it. Super fun game. Yeah, definitely one to keep like going back and playing over. Even I mean, you know, it's one linear story, but it's just so much fun. I was just thinking like there's so many properties. That I feel like you can make fun little one off games like that. And I, I feel like frequent go to's for you and I as far as like nostalgic things, even if they weren't like the best properties to begin with is like Street Sharks would be an interesting thing. Like I, would, oh, I, I think a Street yes. Sharks. There, I feel like there's some sort of like cool mechanic you could do with street sharks of like um, there's got to be like you have to include some sort of movement based mechanic in the game of being able to like rip through the asphalt or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm picturing like, OK, let's say there's like a row of cards that essentially is the street and then you can send like depending on some certain cards you have. Uh, you can send your your character, your primary shark under those cards a certain number of spaces. And depending on how much like underground movement they have, and then that can once that's that card can be revealed almost like the opposite of what Transformers is doing because you're going under the cards instead of on top of them. Um, but I, I think there's something to play into there for sure. Yeah, it, it, it almost it, it's like they all act like a diglet, like for yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> But like yeah, strong they, diglet. Yeah, yeah, they I I like that idea. Like I feel like there's something there that could make a really unique fun experience. It, that also kind of reminds me of there's like um if you've played the Jaws board game which is also a really fun one. Yes, I have that, that one. 
Yeah, there's that mechanic of like, you know, the shark can be in like um, certain areas and like the other players don't know where the shark is unless they do like certain things and they have to locate the shark. But like the idea that the street sharks could like get in like underground or something like that to hide from their foes for like a temporary amount of time or to like get across the board to pop up into other um, against other foes. Um, I, I think there's there's something there that could be yeah. really cool. There's a good hidden mechanic uh, game also called um, Last Friday, which is essentially okay. like Jaws, but it's like a slasher movie where oh, fun. Uh, the, the AI is Jason, essentially. And I mean, it's not Jason, but it's basically a killer like that. And he's hidden like in that same way where like you don't know where he's going to be on any given turn. And, uh, well, he's not an AI. He doesn't have to be an AI. He can be a player. And sure. uh, you're trying to move your camper or whatever around to avoid him. But you don't know where he is. You might, like, land right on him or something. So I, I think there's definitely some suspense to the games like that that I really enjoy. Uh, okay, let me pitch this to you real quick. Along the same lines of, like, 80s cartoons. Yeah, pitch me. Think about a Centurion's deck-building game. Okay. Where you are one of the primary characters, uh, either the Ray, Max, or Ace, I think the other one's name was. And yep. your deck building is finding attachments that can go on your suit. And as you like play them out on a turn, like that will be like what your suit is powered with. There are these different attachments, like for different scenarios that you run into. I like that. And also like, um, you know, you could end up with um, if you get certain attachments that have certain qualities to them, because like, you know, some of the centurions were like, you know, one was like more land based, one was more air based, you mm -hmm. know, et cetera. Then maybe there's like you you can collect whatever you want. But if you like specialize in and collect more of a certain type, possibly maybe there's more benefit to it. I think sure. that, I, th I think that could make some some fun stuff but i think there would also be some cool stuff to also change that up where within those different themes like you could stack a certain theme and get benefits but maybe certain parts within those like let's say there's something that's like our like some sort of electronic stun gun kind of thing you can equip but there's also some sort of like water gunish kind of thing that you can equip Maybe those have some sort of like synergy thing themselves that's indicated on the cards of like, you know, if equipped with this, you know, add this bonus so that you can also like mix and match certain things and, and have more variability. I think there could be a lot of cool stuff you could do with that. Yeah. To your point, I think you could have like almost like an armor set type bonus thing where if you yeah. do have certain types equipped together, you will get I mean, they're all decent as standalone but if they're together then they give you some kind of overall like passive bonus or something too yeah uh and or um like your since it is like a co-op deck building game or could be it's like if you buy something out the line it's like yeah uh the land guy can use this one but it's better for like the air guy so it's like even though you might benefit from it like you're better off leaving it for that guy because he'll get more out of it Exactly. But then there might be situations where it's like, oh, but I need this kind of skill like this turn, even if I won't get like the maximum skill out of it. Like we're going to lose if I don't get this like water thing right now, even though I'm the land guy. So I got to use it, even though it'll be underpowered with me. 
Yeah, exactly. Like it's an emergency like situation. We've got to use this thing now or such and such is going to happen. Like we're going to whatever this is going to overflow with enemies and we're going to lose something like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's that's a pretty strong one, too. Yeah, I feel like we've made a great game in just the last five minutes. Like that sounds awesome. Y'all want to hire us? We're going to come up with new game ideas (laughs) real quick. Hey, Hey. who owns Centurions? Okay, let's try this then. What's the most off the wall, like 80s or 90s ish property you can think of that? You know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. I know you're going to say Turbo Teen, aren't you? That is exactly what I was going to say. Okay, how do we make Turbo Teen a board (laughs) game? Okay, that's our task. (laughs) Okay, okay. Let's think think this through. Okay. You've got, okay, there has to be a situation where he needs to be a boy. He can't always be in car form and or... It being in car form maybe takes some sort of resources or gas or something so that when that's out, he turns back automatically. So you don't want to be in there too long or else you risk turning back at the wrong time. You'll have to balance like gas and and I don't know, food like resources, something like that. I, I you think know? this would have to be like a solo game. There are some solo games out there, and I think this would be one of them just because like you can't really use his supporting characters because they can't transform into cars. So it's like or, <laughs> it defeats the purpose. Or can they now? Or can oh, they now? So you're saying give so you're saying like turbo teens, not just teen. Turbo teen and his turbo team. Ah, <laughs> turbo team. Yeah, like there that. we go. Yeah. It, it's Turbo Teen featuring his Turbo Team. That's <laughs> as long as you have that, Turbo in game. there a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's our game now. Turbo Teen featuring the Turbo 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 Teen featuring the Turbo Team. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's got he's got at least two friends that that can aid him. You know, <laughs> only two friends. We, we've but, got but, okay. A lady they that, turn into. Different vehicles, though, like yes, some can totally turn, some turn into a helicopter or something. Totally different vehicles. I want. Let's go with uh, a a woman that can turn into like a like his girlfriend or whatever. I, I like a moped or something like that for her. I like that idea or okay. a motorcycle. So are we going to keep it like all like land vehicles? Otherwise, it kind of like delves too far into the Centurions idea we were. Well, just talking I like. About. I, I say like motorcycle or something for her. So something that's more slim more agile um, okay so it's faster with less defense yes and then and then also then maybe the other guy is some sort of like um maybe his other buddy it is like a um air some some kind of air or, thing or think about it like this turbo teen is the middle ground he's got equal health he's got equal health and uh a speed or defense and speed whatever yeah he's it is. beginner mode uh, yeah, uh, sh- the the girl is the fast one with low health, and then the guy, the other guy, is like a tank. Like he's got a lot of health, but low. He's speed. a Hummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's a Hummer. Yeah, and well, and then they'll they'll require different amounts of resources too. Like he's sure, gonna yeah, be that upkeep. dude's gonna be a straight gas guzzling machine. Like there has there has to be a card that if you use too much gas, like or something then you're stuck in like mid transformation form. And there's a card that you have, that you have to leave out that Gross. shows everyone that you're stuck in the middle form. Yeah. And, and you're just an abomination and, <laughs> and the church <laughs> until someone, calls for your death. And yeah, until someone gasses you up or yeah. <laughs> otherwise an exorcist comes to try to oh, get the demon out of your body. Right. <laughs>
so far, I love this. I love the three characters with what they turn into. I like the mechanics of the light and fast, the medium, the the big and and bulky and maybe slower, Th- like the tank. That those are those are all very good. Yes. Um, I'm also thinking another thing that we we might want is like me- mechanical upgrades or something, okay. you know, to yeah. to offset and like you can augment and maybe make a few changes and stuff. But I feel like those have to be earned in some way, you know. Yeah, you you can have the upgrade. You also need to have like a, a like a repair, like some sort of vehicle, like mechanic thing or something. Maybe there's a garage. On like, l- let's say if it, if it's like a cityscape like board or something, like maybe at some places you can skip a turn of attacks or something like that to go back to the garage. Okay, so we're talking. This is a, a legit board game, not this is a legit a deck board building game. game. Okay, this is some sort of board game kind of thing with maybe some deck building into it, mechanics to it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But it doesn't have to be like you you you're moving around the map. It's like maybe you remove your card or character meeple whatever statuette from play for a turn and move them to the the little area deemed the garage, and that's how you gain back points but like you do that and your buddies are going to be in more of a pickle if we're going to keep cards in it like have a mechanic where you're not rolling dice to move but it's like your cards there's movement cards basically yes where i like that uh because the same could be done for the villain too or the the you know the i'm assuming it's co-op so like no one's going to be the villain that's just going to be the ai so you'll draw a card and it'll show you like which directions the villains are going to move like uh, it'll have an arrow on the card and you'll have to move them that many spaces in that direction or something. Yeah. And uh, like maybe it's not a board, but like a uh, a big grid sure. like, where it's like, a you know, like a, a tactics game or something. And so you're moving around this city that's like that. Um, so it's not like a straight line board, but there are areas that you don't want the enemy to get to and they start progressing closer to it. And then you need to draw your cards that can be upgraded along the way to include like uh, either faster movement or just like um, uh, better fighting, more armor or something. I don't know for sure, but I I could definitely see something there. That way it's got the card aspect to it, but you're still on a a big grid instead of it just being a straight card game. I'm trying to, do you remember what the, the bad guy's name is? The, the main villain is for turbo teen, man. I don't even remember what he looks like. I just remember it sounds exactly like Dr. Claw. I think he wears a trench coat and a hat, but I don't remember. Oh, dark rider. Dark rider. Oh, dang. You know, he's got to have a sick vehicle, you know? Yeah. I don't know if we ever see him in a vehicle, but we've got to give him a real sick looking vehicle, you know? Well, I okay. So I feel like since we've got the turbo team, that Dark Rider needs he some, needs minions, like, a dark turbo squad. Yeah, uh, a um, his like Dark Riders. Yeah, the Dark Riders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, d- <laughs> okay. This is some. This is stupid, but I just it just cracked me up. What if like you can accidentally like. Like you can get like a malady type card that you accidentally draw, and it's just like you're you're napping in your car form, and like somebody someone slid under and like stole your chassis, or or like you know cut cut some of the copper out from under, or like you know. 
Uh, like still, like strip you for parts. Like you come out. Okay, what, what if someone takes one of your tires? Do you lose a hand you, or something? Yeah, th- I mean that's one of the que- that's one of life's great questions, man. Uh, if <laughs> if Turbo Teen loses a tire when he comes back into human form, does he have a disability? I'm just I'm stuck on the idea. Like I like the idea of it being Turbo Teen and or yeah Turbo Teen and the Turbo Team, and then. <laughs> Dark Rider and the Dark Riders. Like, it's just like no creativity <laughs> in that name at all. And I, I love know, it. which is what makes it great. And it kind of yeah. suits that show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, yeah, he's got to have, I, I like the idea of giving him like some four horsemen style, like four dark riders, you know. Yeah. With, with real... You've got to defeat them before you can fight Dark Rider himself yes, dark, so dark that's Rider the proper. goal of the game is to stop him from whatever his evil scheme is maybe they're like they're mechanical clones of him you know that have their own different like vehicles and stuff that are around the city i don't even know? remember what he looks like i'm trying to either. find pictures i think he's is he just a bigfoot car oh like, i can't sick. find that oh yeah i do vaguely remember a bigfoot car that's awesome dude that's perfect for the villain if if I don't remember what kind of car exactly Turbo Team is, but I think it's some kind of muscle car from what it looks like. Yeah. But a Hummer, a muscle car, and a like, motorbike going up against a Bigfoot, like a monster truck. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. If I were to just see this from afar and not know about the show that <laughs> lies within it, I think it's pretty cool. I'd want to look yeah. into it more. Uh, I, I really feel like I don't know who owns Turbo Teen property right now, but I really feel like they need to give it to us. I think we've done more with it than they over have the years. The we've had so many ideas for this stupid show. <laughs> Do you think Turbo, like if Turbo Teen were in this day and age, because we've talked before about like if we got our hands on this, we would do so many things with Turbo Teen. Like yeah, if we would, if if we did a reboot of this show, whether it was like animated or if we, if God forbid, we did a live action Turbo Teen and no. how disgusting that would be. And we'd have to have Cronenberg as a part of it um, to, you know, help us figure out how that all looks. He would be an Uber driver. Like he would Uber, right? Like he would have people get inside of him. Like he would be for money. Uber. Yeah. I maybe that's how maybe that's the story like Turbo Teen like Dark Rider's been defeated he doesn't know what to do with his life he right uh, he's basically avoided schooling altogether so he doesn't really have like uh, anything going for him at the time nor does he have a job so he is just like he is Uber this saves him a lot of money or it's the only way he really earns money in between because this is like a middle-aged man now so we pick up (laughs) after Turbo Teen so he's Turbo Adult now yeah Turbo Teen haven't heard that name in a long time (laughs) yeah I'm Turbo Man now well, uh, we we can't do that either because Jingle All the Way. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the so, Turbo Man was in there. Yeah, Turbo Man, Jamie. We'll have, we'll have to we'll have, <laughs> we'll have to think about it. Yeah, I like the idea of that board game. I do want to talk about one other, well, two others, real quick. Uh, do one it. and a half. So Hit me with it. Another really great one that I've been playing is Marvel Champions. Like that is such a fun. I can't remember what type of card game it's called. It's not a deck building game. Like you are, it's a living card game. That's what it's called. It, because it's like. Okay. Why is it called that? That sounds weird. Because it's like, you can essentially like reconstruct your deck 
like let's say you choose a character uh, gambit or something gambit has like all characters have 15 core cards of theirs that are personalized to them and then you can kind of build a deck around them um within certain parameters and there's four different types of uh decks you can have like um one is justice and that and then there's aggression which is essentially dps justice is kind of control aggression is dps uh you've got protection which is your tank one and then you've got leadership which is kind of just like helping everybody out or bringing out allies so you can kind of like decide i want my character or i feel like he's best suited for this type of deck so i'm going to just like bring in these other cards so it's living card game because you can kind of continue changing it you're not stuck with what your the default card your character comes with so that's that's why it's what makes it really interesting and so it's like let's say you want to play a four player game because it goes up to four players like everybody can pick like okay let's have i'm going to be a tank in this like you guys can both be dps and whatever whatever you can kind of decide how you want to form your party around whatever villain you're fighting. That's what makes it just like really interesting and interactive. And then the villains also can change in the sense that like they can bring different minions with them. Uh, they can have different schemes going on. So it's a it's a game that has a lot of replayability to it because essentially you don't ever have to play the same game twice. And it keeps releasing like sometimes larger expansions that have like five more villains in them and two extra characters you can play as and there's like the single character releases it's like like i bought one that was um uh i bought cyclops and then i bought rogue also and there's just a ton out there and they're all kind of personalized to their character they do specific things that really play into their the way their character is like with gambits his is like you're kind of charging cards essentially you're gathering up these this kinetic energy that you can later use to do more damage depending on what card you're playing if you know about even if you don't know marvel really but if you do know marvel it's a lot of fun to kind of play into those different types of characters it's essentially like playing a video game together but as a card game and being able to take out whatever villain you want kind of setting up your own little scenarios to try to fight in it's even fun like that's i've never really played board games solo before but this is one that i can enjoy on my own as like kind of a relaxing thing um it's like just me being because it scales based on however many characters are in it like this villain has this much health depending on how many uh players there are so it's one you can play with any number of characters that's one that i also have on um uh tabletop simulator oh okay we can try out too so i can show you what i'm talking about i'd love to try that that sounds awesome and i didn't realize that you could play it single player and uh so that that makes me kind of want to get it too because i don't think i've ever actually played a board game myself single player yeah, yeah. That, this is the first one i've done that too and because i always always thinking like oh i won't have fun with it because i'm by myself but then yeah. like there's a lot of strategy that goes into it so it's like oh this is kind of relaxing like even though it's like oh the stress the situation might be stressful it's like i i have time to think i don't feel pressured that because i need to right. hurry through my turn or anything it's like if it's just me playing it's like okay let me take my time and really think this through and it keeps me kind of strategizing, which makes it really interesting. That's really cool. And how many characters come with the base game, did you say? Uh, five characters come with the base game and five villains, I believe. And then there are those mini expansions also. Like, uh, I know one of like the Rise of Red Skull or something like that. I don't have that one, but 
that one comes with Hawkeye and um, uh, I don't remember who else, but then it comes with Red Skull and then five other or four other villains that are, are like that. And then the X-Men expansion I got comes with Colossus and Kitty Pride as the heroes. Oh. And then the villains are some of the primary X-Men villains. I picked up like an extra Mojo pack because I wanted oh, like cool. Mo- Mojo and Spiral as villains. I thought that was yeah. kind of an interesting ad. And it's not like you're fighting multiple villains. Like they might have like some villains that are supporting them, but you're only fighting one villain per game. So there's like so much replayability to this since all these packs come with five villains. And you, like I said, you can construct their decks differently if you want some difference or more of a challenge than you're already getting. Yeah, that sounds really fun. And like, I've never really, uh, like I've, I've always been interested in being able to play a tabletop game and also um and or a a ttrpg solo because i've i've seen that that games like that exist i always get intimidated because i'm just like i never know where to start with either of those because like i don't want to i don't want to waste my time and money on one that's not going to be good so yeah. where it sounds like this one it's uh just as fun solo as it is playing with other people so it's like this one sounds like a win-win. So it really is because yeah, it just depends on what kind shot. of mood you're in, or just like sometimes after work, I'll just jump into a game of that. It takes like you know forty-five minutes or so, and then I'm like, okay, I feel good. Even if I don't win, it's like okay, you know, I still this was still a fun experience, and I know why I lost, and I've learned something from this or whatever. So it's those really are the cool. best games. Yeah, like you don't feel like, oh, I got cheated out of her or anything. You're like, oh, well, this is just the way the cards played out. Like there yeah. was a game. This isn't going to make a lot of sense since you haven't played it yet, but I'll I'll describe it briefly. I'll summarize the game I had yesterday. I was going to take out the villain. I was fighting Claw and I was a Colossus at the time playing like an ally specific deck, like a, a leadership deck. So I had a lot of allies out on the table and I was going to kill him next turn Nothing was going to stop me except for like I drew this card and it was a minion of his that had guard that essentially makes it where I can't attack the main villain. I have to attack this minion first. I'm like, okay, well, that holds me back one turn. Let me just save this card I was going to take him out with and then take out his minion so I can get him next turn. And then I draw his next like card and it's that it's the same uh, type of character <laughs> that has guard on it. So I'm like, what is this? Oh, no. So it's like, this game is literally trying to make me lose right now. Yeah. And so I have to do the exact same thing. But I, I've lost my allies at this point. So if I take another hit, I'm going to die. So I have to like spin the cards I was going to use to kill him that next turn just to put out uh, some protection for me so that I don't get wiped out. And then that next turn comes and he takes out my the other ally that I laid out to protect myself. And then he draws another card that makes him do another attack that turn on me since and I'm just not protected by anything. I had three health left and I was just lucky that his next attack only did one damage or else I would have been taken out after that turn. I should have won three turns ago, but I had to wait until like four turns later for it to actually me actually be able to take him (laughs) out. And it was just like that pressure and just the surprise of me being like, oh, what is this? Like, how is it happening in such a way that like I had the perfect plan? It just got completely like the rug got pulled out from under me. So it's like those kind of experiences. It's like that's where it 
it's when you're with the group and things like that happen, it's like a story to tell later. But even when you're alone and having something like that happen, you're just like you're looking around like, is anybody seeing this? Like, this is crazy what is happening right now. Uh, I, I get those moments with games uh, like video games plenty of times yes. where like, you know, I'm playing by myself and then something happens. I'm like, I, I can't believe this. Like what? <laughs> Um, luckily I, I record so many let's plays. So then people do get to see the crazy shenanigans. Oh that yeah. You later. are able to capture it. I've, I think I mentioned on the last episode, I was starting to play Pathfinder over again or, or pathway. I was doing really good. And then like every character of mine missed their shot in a row. And then on their next turn, they did it again. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, how <laughs> is everyone missing? Every shot all of a sudden, and it was driving me insane. And it's always when you need it the most. Oh, yeah. Like, I was on the verge of death with one of the characters. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, I Not on the um, the Let's Play I was doing, but for my own sake, offline, like off of uh, video, I was playing it also, but in hardcore mode, which is kind of fun. So you start basically from scratch, but all characters are unlocked and available for you. Um, but you have like just base gear. The difficulty is much harder and it's permadeath. So if like one of your characters dies and you don't revive them before, you know, their, their KO, uh, timer runs down, then that character is not available to you anymore throughout the whole rest of your run. And so that was kind of fun. I started doing that. I already lost one, (laughs) one game. And had to start over in hardcore mode, but I like that. That's when my Steam Deck comes in. I'm gonna be doing that on hardcore mode quite a bit because that's a really fun one. Yeah, so, um, and having a Steam Deck is great because you can just play yeah, I'm looking it forward anywhere. To it. Mine, mine got delayed a little bit because of I don't, I don't know bad weather somewhere. I don't know where because <laughs> my weather's been <laughs> great lately. Bad weather somewhere in the world. Well, I know like Florida's half underwater at this point, from what I understand. I don't know, but like, oh really? Well. Yeah, but you know what? Part of Florida, I'm like, you know, let it. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Don't your let parents live there now? Yeah, let it go. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I did want to mention real quick, um, Chris's Indie Game Corner. Uh, that This is the part of the show where we I, I talk about more indie game things. I saw that Cult of the Lamb is... Um, releasing a bunch of updates for free and they said it's going to double the amount of content in the existing game. Well, so, I wonder what they mean by content though. Like will there be more to do I'm like, assuming post yeah. game or is it just like there's more uh like cultists you can recruit? I'm going to assume more levels and stuff. So uh, the creator put out this thing that they had originally, they had a much larger vision and scope for this game that they wanted to do. But this was an independent game that they had to fund. So they had to shrink down the scope of what this game was going to be. But because the game did so well and, you know, sold so many copies and was like literally one of the best games of the year, they got all that money now. So they are going to be doing a free DLC and they are going to kind of like add in and create what the original vision was for this game. So they didn't, I haven't seen yet what all that is, but they 
they said the amount of content is essentially doubled. So I'm going to take that to mean levels, items, weapons, characters, probably stuff you can build and and maybe a whole nother aspect of the game that we don't even wouldn't have even thought of because I mean, if we think about it, you've got like the the roguelike part of go out, fight, hopefully don't die and gather your resources while you're out there. And then you've got the come back, manage the cult stuff and build stuff. May, those, so it's like two, two big gameplay aspects right there in the one game. Maybe there's a whole nother aspect that they'll be adding that we haven't thought of. I don't know, but I'm really interested to see what it is. So I'm excited because I really, really enjoyed that game and I, I would love to see more from them. Did you play through it or? Yeah, I beat it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you had ever played through it. Oh, yeah. I, I beat it before you did, bud. So there. I don't remember that. Yeah, I know. Well, I didn't I didn't do it on stream. I beat it. Oh, I played okay. It. I played it by myself. I played it without the pressure of everyone watching. <laughs> Unlike you. You, you know- <laughs> You played it on Twitch uh, on during our live streams, and everyone had to watch you. Yeah, that was that was hard because, like, well, the it, last it boss was, is tough. It was just the last boss, and only because I was under leveled, and I didn't realize how severely under leveled, like how big of a difference that made. Because literally, like, right after we got off the stream, I went and like leveled up a couple times, and I was able to beat the boss my next try, and so it's like. <laughs> I had done it like three or four times on the stream and failed like at on the last phase. And yeah, so <laughs> you were getting so mad. <laughs> yeah, because it sucks. So definitely, uh, if you're going to play that game, make sure you're the proper level for some of those bosses because they will wipe the floor with you otherwise. Yeah, it is a super cool game. I love the idea of it, though. The The last board game thing I want to talk about is not a board game I've been playing, but one that's coming in, which the is He-Man. The Masters of the Universe, yeah. uh, Clash for Eternia. One. Oh, it looks so that good. It might be coming in today. The last I checked, that was what the shipping said. I don't know, today or tomorrow, but it it looks good. I've seen reviews of it, and they say it plays really, it's like really funny for people who don't know about He-Man. Yeah. And I do know about He-Man, so I'm extra excited about it. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a really cool game. They say it's like a pretty, pretty easy to learn too. Like it's not nearly as complicated as some board games get that are of that scale. What's the draw to the, aside from it being He-Man, Masters of the Universe, what's the draw to this one? Like the gameplay or the mechanics? Like what's the draw to that aspect? The, I guess the main draw to it is the, uh, the combat is very streamlined to where you have your character, you have your abilities, and it's, it's a lot more straightforward than a lot of those games that get really kind of finicky or get really specific about things. And I, I don't know exactly how it plays. I didn't watch like a playthrough of it or anything, but I, I watched a review of it that was speaking very positively of it and how it's one of those that very new player friendly. So it's not something that new players might be intimidated by or even like casual board game players should be intimidated by. And it comes okay. with like a lot of different scenarios too. like and or you can be like you can either be like He-Man and Masters of the Universe fighting against Skeletor's forces or you can be Skeletor and his forces fighting against He-Man. So that's oh, in that interesting. way. Yeah, it lets you switch sides if you want to. It's still a co-op game, but you're but somebody is like somebody is the forces of either uh Skeletor or He-Man and then the other 
people are playing as a team against that person. That's so it's cool. kind of like a yeah, it's a, got a cool aspect to it where you can decide do you want to be villains today or heroes. So I like that it's got that like asymmetrical aspect to it. Is She-Ra in the game at all, or is that maybe she potential? Is, yeah, she's she's one of the expansions that. That's what I was wondering if she would be an expansion or part of the core game. I think that yeah, she's not part of the core game. She's part of the expansion, but okay. I think that came with the Kickstarter I ordered. I'm not positive, but yeah. So you kickstarted uh, this several yes. years ago. You said. Uh, in 2021, I think in the end of 2021 is when I kickstarted it. So it's wow. exciting to like, I've been keeping track of it too, because I've been, I've really been wanting to play it. And so it's just, I'm glad to see this finally coming. That's awesome. Like, uh, yeah, you showed me some images of it and it looks really sick. So like, yeah, anyone that's a big fan of Masters of the Universe, this looks great. Yeah. And this stays in our, I get, you know what? I've been playing a lot of games that are like based on 80s cartoons. Like, yeah, I've I didn't noticed. even think about it. <laughs> You've definitely got an 80s kick going on right now that you're like not man, breaking away from. They just really know how to man. If they made like a Dino Riders card game, I know game, that's I'd like your favorite thing. That. We'll 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 come up with with uh, the way to make the Dino Riders one sometime. I think it'd be so easy to make some of these games. Like I really and I know somebody who like makes card games. And okay, why friend, are we not hitting that person up? Let's. Well, I know I should get them on the call. Need, Let's give them all of our ideas. We have so many. He's actually got a uh, a card game coming out that is still being kickstarted as we speak. What's the name of that one? Oh man, I'm gonna have to look that up real quick. Oh, oh you're oh, a terrible I, I remember. Friend. I remember. No, no, no. I remember now. Okay, the card game is called Reason for the Season, and the goal. And I he let me play. Like I played some of the beta of it with him as we were testing it to make sure it worked before he kickstarted. And it's so cool. It's so fun. So you are. Uh, an, an icon or representative of one of the different holidays. Like you can either be oh, interesting. Like, uh, uh, someone who's like an Easter bunny uh, replacement or a, um, a leprechaun to signify like St. Patrick's Day, things like that. Yeah. And your goal is like it's a competitive game. Your goal is to become the reason for the season by defeating Santa and Santa. What? Yeah, the, like Santa's the final boss and he is um he can come in some different forms. Like it can either be like straight up Santa, it can be like uh Saint Nick, who I think is like the the beefier, like uh stronger one. Whoa. Krampus okay. is in there. Like oh, it's like nice. it's so cool. And it's like even before there was like really any art on the cards, the way that it played flowed so well. Uh we really enjoyed it playing it together. So I kickstarted that right when it came up and I'm excited. I think it was at last time I checked it is 80% funded and it's got maybe like 15 to 20 days to go still. So I don't know. I don't know by the time people hear this, if it'll still be up or not, but you know, it's if I doubt it, but if, I mean, if there's a website or something we can link to, to still give them some support, we'll, we'll put that in the, the show notes and everything. So yeah, yeah that's cool. It sounds fun. Worth it. Yeah, but my, my point in saying all that is that uh, we've got connections now for people who are actually producing these things. So I think if we had like an idea that we were really behind that we could get turbo this done. team. Yeah, let's be turbo team. Absolutely. Yeah. The best idea. OK, we're going to get in on that. We're going to go turbo do that. team and, it's, and, tur and his turbo and his team. turbo team <laughs> and then <laughs> dark rider and his dark riders. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
There's just this one more great. thing that I wanted to um, mention to you that is yes. video game related, but also a little bit of like similar to board game related. But this is, um, have you played Citizen Sleeper? No, I know of it, but I haven't played okay. it yet. So I, I played it on Game Pass uh, a while back and I absolutely loved it. Um, ended up buying it um, on sale um, a few months back. They've added, since I, I played it, I played the core game and they've added like extra, um, what they call like episodes to it. So there's like more content and stuff now. And I, I loved it so much the first time I played it. So that's another one that I really, really want to get into. And what I like about that, it, it's very visual novel based, like, which is usually not, not my thing. Visual novel is usually not my kind of thing. Yeah. But um this adds in like the the randomized like the die roll kind of stuff. Like you get the dies and you have to do a little bit of resource management too. But the idea that things are to chance and stuff like that is really cool. And the design and the biggest thing is the writing is so good. You genuinely care about all the characters in this game. It, it feels like when you're playing a TTRPG and you get so ingratiated to the characters and stuff that you interact with. And plus the idea that, you know, you're relying on on die rolls. These are just digital. Things might not go in your favor and there might be some really bad repercussions because of it. I love that. So it's definitely one if like you are um, in interested in TTRPGs or something like that. Um, this is a good blend of that with a video game. So I absolutely have to recommend that. Plus the soundtrack is so good. It's definitely one that I have uh, slept to multiple times. That's awesome. Yeah, I, it's one I have been wanting to play. So hearing your your backing it like that, I definitely need to jump into it, especially if it's still on Game Pass. Yeah, and there's like a few different. Um, there's like when I played it, I don't know if they've added more. There's three different like character types that you could play, and I only played as one. So I don't. And mine was just a base. Like I went with one that had more strength, but there's one that like controls drones somehow and i don't know like the mechanics of the game how that works or anything but and i don't remember what the the third one was but like so there's a lot of replayability too um within it and the the story isn't necessarily necessarily linear like some of the same things might happen but your choices are going to change everything and there might be you know tidbits here and there of like these threads that you just don't pull on one gameplay and so like certain things certain characters just you never meet and certain things never happen because of it and other ones maybe you do something and you end up becoming an assassin for somebody and the other one you're just an engineer um helping somebody out and what's cool too is it gives you an out at different times to end the game like there's not like a this is where the game ends there's like a few different spots where like you you kind of like get this sense of, oh, I could leave this station here and and this would end the game. But like, I'm really curious and I want to kind of go on. So you can just choose to stay aboard and keep playing a little bit more. And then you might get another opportunity to end the game later. So it's just kind of like, you know, you get to decide when it ends unless you really screw something up and you die or something. That part of it's really cool, too. And I hadn't really seen that in a game before. So I really like that aspect. When you say uh, dice in space, it reminds me of this game that I don't know if you've ever played, but I think you should because it's it's interesting. It It's a roguelike game called Tharsis. And 
you're okay. essentially trying to survive as you, I guess, as you're traveling to, I can't remember if it's Mars or if you're traveling back to Earth, one of the two. And there's all these different things that can happen, like different malfunctions or whatever that are happening along the way. And a lot of it's based on these dice rolls you're having to do and how you utilize your dice in any specific situation to try to like make it all the way to the end. I think I got to the end once in the time that I tried it. it it's very hard, but it is a really interesting and suspenseful uh, roguelike game. So it's like the sessions are quick. It's not like it's going to take you hours to do or anything. So oh, sure. just check out Tharsis sometime. T-H-A-R-S-I-S, I think. I, I have it on Steam, so you'll have access to it. Anything that emulates a TTRPG is something that's going to get my attention, especially if it's something I can do single player. Right. Having visual dice on the screen is very appealing to me for that same reason. Yeah, (laughs) it just gives me joy. All right. Well, folks, I'm starting to run out of energy and I need to go refuel with some, I don't know, some foliage or something, whatever. Sloth. What does sloths eat? Do they, they just eat leaves or something, right? They eat flowers. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be the worst carnivores ever. That's pretty yeah my flowers are going to be pizza because i got some waiting for me upstairs (laughs) so anyway that'll do it for today um i hope you enjoyed this episode and please share it if uh if you did like it share it with your friends your folks i don't know your felines i was just trying to think of something else with an f and that's what i got so i don't know give it to your cat share with us like what your favorite board games are if you have some yeah and share your cat with me so i can get rid of this bird problem i've got that would be great don't share it with me because i'm very allergic I am too. Your cat's going to be outside hunting birds. (laughs) Your cat's not coming into my house. Sorry. That's fair. Again, if you have a topic or a question or anything for us, you can send that to podcasts with an S at nerdsloth.com. You can also check us out over on patreon.com slash nerdsloth for bonus stuff. Um, And uh, if you do choose to support us there, you'll get access to all kinds of things including a special chat in our Discord server, which is pretty active. It's a pretty active server. We have folks in there pretty much 24-7 chatting it up, so pretty fun. Um, And go to nerdslot.com where you can see updates, you can find the merch store, all kinds of good stuff. And I'm tired of talking now, so we'll see you next week. My name's Chris. I'm Joseph. And bye. I don't don't have another thing to say. (laughs) See you Uh, later. Yeah, I was waiting. Yeah, bye. Bye.